This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fix Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Vince, and I'm your host. It is Friday, July the 1st. Whether you are listening to the podcast in audio form or watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. If you're in the chat, let us know your favorite, the most underrated cornerback in the NFL is joining me to talk about the top 10 cornerback list. He didn't write the list, but he's a, he's a NFL you know, savant with his own newsletter, the pick six podcast newsletter, cbsports.com slash newsletters. Check it out. Subscribe to it. Get John Breach shot into your newsletter once a day. What's up, Breach? Brenton, I guess you cashed the check I sent you. Is that why we're pushing the newsletter so much? Uh, yeah. He said if I'm, I bought him a flight to Costa Rica, which is where he is right now, which is why he's outside, right. that he would push the newsletter all week. So I guess this worked out for everyone. You know, it's interesting. So I'm outside. Um, uh, I have an internet situation as we sort of as we move. And um, like I'm not going to have like Google. Anyway, long story short, I'm using my buddy's house, but he's coming back. And so I'm set up here. In his backyard in Costa Rica. So what Brent's is telling us is that he is literally in a stranger's backyard. Uh, so if there's any gunfire or anything and he gets up and runs, it is because the, the police have been called. Uh, Brenton is breaking and entering and drinking, having fun from some random person's backyard. This is actually just water. Thank you. But I, I should have made a, uh, I got some tips. You would be the it. first person in the history of humankind to be drinking water from a red solo cup. If that's the truth. That's not, I drink water from red solo cups all the time. No one drinks water from a red solo cup. It's not even ice water. It's just water. Oh, no. I don't believe it. It's um, So we have another podcast scheduled. Vodka. I mean, look, we have a podcast scheduled for 2 p.m. Uh, we're, we're actually, it's, it's going to be the mailbag for Monday. So the next show will come out on Monday in the audio feed. The video feed will be um, live as soon as we get done with this cornerback podcast. So... Um, if you're watching this one, stick around on the podcast channel. Set your alerts. You'll get notified when we go live if you don't feel like listening to all the cornerback chatter. Um, and uh, and uh, for that podcast breach, I'll before we fire up, I'll, I'll I'll actually make a little cocktail in this uh, solo cup to enjoy it on this lovely Friday afternoon. Anyway, let's get to the top 10 cornerbacks. Now, did you um, did you actually do a list yourself? Uh, do, you have probably know- do you have the rundown in front of you? I mean, yeah, sort of. Well, so since you waited, you made me wait five minutes to start the podcast. So I literally didn't put my top 10 in the rundown until the moment this podcast started. It is in there now, but it was not in there at any oh, point no, I, over the past 24 hours. I have the, um, oh God, this is so annoying. Um, I keep Gmail, Google is being like super annoying about switching back and forth at this. Uh, Anyway, all right, here we go. I got it now. And, and in, um, a, in a, a bit of irony, I also put my top 10 in the newsletter today, which if Brinson had read it, he would have known that. I actually did see that come across my uh, come across my email, and I was like, you yeah, just, I you thought, gotta click it, man. I need the open rate. It's gotta stay right. high. 
It's got to okay, stay I'll hot. Go, I'll go real quick. All right, let's see. John, oh, <laughs> what? Okay, my defense. Oh, top ten kickers is today's newsletter. Well, that's in the headline, right? 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 Yeah, right, right. All right. Let's see. Let's go. The Todd Ricky mentioned. Um. Yeah. Yeah, you there. join me for today's episode. I see your top ten list. All right. Open your newsletter as I do every day. Anywho. <laughs> Let's right. get into it. All right, so Patrick, we're, I'm gonna. How do you want to do this? We have Patrick Walker's uh, list all, from CBSSports.com, uh, but I don't want to. Let's just do your top ten list, and we'll and then we'll compare his afterwards. How about that? Yeah, it's pretty similar to Patrick's, except yeah, we'll just. All right, we'll go. Let's do it. All right, let's dive in. John Breach's top ten cornerbacks at number ten: Darius Slay of the Philadelphia Eagles. Number nine, we're going to just knock out the top, the bottom three here. Um, so I think they're kind of interesting. One, a veteran in Slay, and then two, you know, two younger guys, really, Marlon Humphrey and Denzel Ward, uh, with the Ravens and the Browns at 10, 9, and 8. Talk to me about those three players, or if you want to talk about one of them, and then we'll move to a grouping where, like, you know, I, I'm just trying not to go, I don't want to go one by one because I feel like. Right, that's right, just, right. Yeah, you know, Slay's interesting because I feel like people have kind of, you know, the, the Eagles got him from the Lions, and it felt like everybody kind of forgot that he existed. Uh, but, you know, remember how bad the Eagles' secondary was before he got there. I mean, they were literally the secondary that you were making running jokes about, uh, that they were never going to be any good until they fixed that, and then, boom, they bring in Darius Slay. And he had a, a great year last season, and... I think that he probably fits in well with these two other guys. You look at Marlon Humphrey, you look at Denzel Ward. Uh, I think they're top 10 corners, obviously, because they're on my top 10 list. But I don't think, you know, and you can judge this because it's not your top 10 list, that you would put any of these guys any higher, uh, you know, because I feel like when you have, when somebody makes an argument like, oh, how'd you leave this person off the, like, why is Kenny Moore not on your list for each well, then you have to not only do you have to put Kenny Moore on the list, but you have to take someone yeah. else off the list. That's Bill, I, Bill Barnwell always does a great job, I think, explaining like when you talk about Pro Bowl snubs. Like if you're going to complain about somebody not being on the list, you really need to have someone who, or you have to have someone who you're taking off the list to replace them with. Like you can't just be like that guy should be a Pro Bowler because you can't, you can't just you know you can't expand it forever. Yeah, and then Denzel Ward obviously just got a huge contract extension. He's one of those. If you're an NFL defensive coordinator, what you want is a guy who excels in man-to-man coverage. You can take receivers on one-to-one because that kind of frees up you to do whatever you want with the rest of the defense. And obviously, when we get to the top of the list, we'll, we'll talk about one of the best uh, shutdown guys. But Denzel Ward's been so good at that, and that's huge because now you're in a division where you have Jamar Chase, where you're going to have to worry about those Bengals receivers. Same with Marlon Humphrey. So, you know, the Browns and Ravens, the fact that they do have – Two of the 10 best defensive backs is huge because uh, they're in a, a division that's pretty high-powered. Yeah, I was just looking at the PFF grades for him. Uh, D- uh, Darius Slay checks in at fourth overall, uh, buoyed by his uh, – he's actually – his run defense actually brings him down a little bit, which is kind of funny. 84.5 uh, rating in coverage, which is third best in the NFL. Um, you know, And, like, that's hard to do, too, like when you talk about – you know, you, if you factor in a run defense grade, like run defense is important, of course. Like you want to be able to tackle. But, like, I, I mean, I'm for me, in a, in a league where, you know, 60% of the time we're in nickel and, and it's, it's you know, the you know where it's a pass-first league, like, I'm more concerned about my cornerbacks being able to cover. Well, I mean, like, Deion Sanders is in the Hall of Fame, and he tackled, like, two people in his entire career. So right, right, right. if you excel at covering, 
then the tackling as far as stopping being part of the run game doesn't really matter. You know, you obviously don't want to get guys get outside you and give up the long run. So all you have to do is push the guy out of bounds. You don't need to be able to tackle. There's a mosquito that is threatening to assault me right now. Um, he is flying all over my screen. Anywho, yeah, I, no, I agree with you on that uh, completely. Um, and I'm going to kill it if he gets anywhere close to me. You know, and it's interesting. The Browns well, have – Ward's going to have a lot of challenges this year because the Browns obviously play the Bengals twice. But they also play the Chargers. Chargers are loaded uh, at receiver. They play the Buccaneers pretty loaded. They play the Bills pretty loaded. They play the Saints pretty loaded. So uh, Ward's going to have his work cut out for him this year. Yeah, Denzel Ward ranked 11th in uh, PFF's overall grade. Certainly, I mean, nothing wrong with him being on there. He's actually he's he's he. Um, I remember interviewing Denzel Ward back when he was coming out of college and before the draft, before he'd even been selected by by Cleveland. I mean, he's like not a big dude. Like he's he's like our size and he's like smaller than me. So I guess maybe the injury concerns are a little bit of a problem, but certainly um, as well as he's played, like he lived up to the contract. Uh, I think, I mean, you know, at least is, uh, you know, I, I think, I think, I think justifies the contract that the Browns gave him, unlike most of the other uh, contracts that the Browns have given, although they did essentially reset the cornerback. They, they reset the market basically on like three different positions with, uh, with David Njoku, Deshaun Watson and Denzel Ward, Jair Alexander, of course, top Ward, uh, I believe after that. And, but, you know, Ward went above Jalen Ramsey on average annual value. And the Browns were just willing to do that because they don't want to lose good players on their roster. Can't, can't, can't really blame them. Um, it's crazy to look at the Browns' 2018 draft, not to go completely off track here, where you have Baker Mayfield probably almost certainly gone. Then you have Denzel Ward, great pick. Then you have Austin Corbett, already gone. Uh, and then you have Nick Chubb, superstar. So it's like your top yeah. four picks were – it was so hit or miss. But it um, also looked like all four of those guys were just going to – I mean, be – cornerstones for the Browns and you know they didn't you know they, they Baker's gone out of their own doing as is uh like Corbett they could have brought back right or they trade Corbett no Corbett they they could have kept uh but he was good I mean that's that's yeah. the thing yeah. he was good they, just, now. they had a lot invested in their offensive line anyway um right. and then Humphrey uh yeah I mean look I think uh Humphrey and that entire the, the entire Ravens team I think um is just really a prime for a bounce back situation uh, in, in 2022. All right, next up, um, a guy I think probably is higher on this list, if not for uh, dealing with injuries. I, I don't actually, I think, man, is, um, hold on, let me look real quick. Because uh, I, I believe I should have included him in this because I'm pretty sure Tredavious White was, no, nah, I'm wrong. Yeah, no, Tredavious White was 2017, right? In the 2017 draft. Draft, Marshall yeah, yeah, Lattin yeah. First round, Marshawn Marsha Lattimore, Tredavious White, and uh, am I wrong? And Xavier Howard, uh, Xavier Woods. No, Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard was not, or was he? Are you getting no, all your not. your 2017 draft picks mixed up? Is that what's going yeah, on I'm here? Get, I'm get, yes, correct. I'm outside, Mar outside. Marlon Humphrey. Marlon Humphrey. So yeah, I mean, no, I knew, you're saying yeah, how strong that draft was with corners. Yeah. Yeah, Marlon Humphrey, Tredavious White, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, Larry Jackson. Yep. That's right. I mean, a really, a really good draft in terms of cornerbacks. Um, and uh, just trying to make sure I don't miss another person. I'm sure I am. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. A Wuzie, Bengals corner yeah. was also 2016. Of course, the Bengals somehow get here. My point being is that like Trey White to me, you know, the Bills traded uh, with the the Bills traded with the the Chiefs, right? Yeah. I, I mean, like the Bills traded with the Chiefs and. 
would have it, it's kind of crazy if you think about it. I never really processed it this way because nobody killed the Bills for trading down. The Chiefs traded up to get Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. Right, right, right. This the is Bills, who they got in the Mahomes trade. Yes. That's where you're going with this. They got yes, Tredavious but, yes. White out of it. And so, like, nobody's killed him for it because Tredavious White's really good. And they got an extra first-round pick, which they used to go up and get Josh Allen. But it is interesting that the one impediment to the Bills making it back, making it out of the AFC, is the Chiefs, who they handed Patrick Mahomes to on a silver platter uh, in the year prior to them drafting Josh Allen. Now, again, Allen is fantastic. Like, Allen and Trey White, you know, I think you take those – like, if the Bills – if the Chiefs called the Bills and said, hey – We'll trade you Tredavious White and Josh and we'll trade you Patrick Mahomes for, for Tredavious White and Josh Allen. The Bills say no, right? Brenton, I, right? I, smell, I smell a Brenton Twitter poll coming because if you ask 32 NFL general managers, would you rather have Patrick Mahomes or would you rather have Josh Allen and Tredavious White? You, I mean, the answer is Josh Allen and Tredavious White. I think easily. Maybe. I think yeah, I, mean, I, think I don't know if it's easy. You're talking about like an all-pro caliber, like definitely pro right. bowl level. No, I, would probably, I would probably lean Josh Allen and Tredavious White. It's just crazy yeah. to think that as good as Patrick Mahomes has been, four straight AFC title games, two of the past three Super Bowls, that we're talking about the fact that you could argue the Bills didn't lose. You know, that, that seems a trade you should get smashed on. You lose every time. But, uh, you know, getting Tredavious White, it's all worked out for him. Yeah, uh, I just got texted a picture of it's a. This is what a live pod from my backyard in Costa Rica looks like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yes, yeah, yeah, so if, if you are listening to the audio version, definitely go check out YouTube because Brenton is in a backyard in Costa Rica, uh, right. Raleigh, Costa Rica. Uh, Tredavious White is, you know, look, he's. I think he shoots up. If, if you're picking a candidate to shoot up into the top three out of this list, at the bottom of this list, um, you know. I think it's him because he's coming off an injury, an elite player when he's healthy, and uh, certainly somebody who uh, should have a big bounce back season. Marshawn Lattimore also part of that. Well, real quick with Tredavious yeah. White though, and that is the whole thing. You're coming off an ACL tear. That's such a huge injury for a cornerback because obviously speed's more important than them than almost any other position and, and lateral movement and everything they have to do with their legs. And so you just need to see him on the field and comfortable again. Uh, before you know, before I go put him up in the top five, uh, like you just said, he could shoot right up. If we're talking about this list next year and he's number three, it wouldn't be surprising at all. But you just want to make sure he hasn't lost a step after a serious injury like that. Agreed completely. Um, Marshawn Lattimore, you know, uh, you know, it's interesting because we were doing, um, we did the offensive line rankings or the tackle rankings with Jeff Kerr earlier this week and sort of talked about that 2017 draft class for the Saints. You know, Marcus Williams gone now. Um, you know, but we have Ryan Ramchek. Uh, I guess Alex Anzalone is gone and Trey Hendrickson gone too. But I mean, you still have Ramchek, Kamara, and Lattimore. Really, I think, you know, probably the biggest three pieces from that draft class who helped, you know, who helped launch this team back into Super Bowl contention after they'd gone seven to nine, three straight years. You know, this he's going to be asked to be an even bigger piece for the Saints, I think, now that you have Sean Payton gone. And they're really, I mean, with Dennis Allen as the head coach, I think they're going to be a defensive team. Xavier uh, Howard, I was talking to uh, a buddy about um, dynasty rankings, like who he should pick, and he was looking at uh, Garrett Wilson of the Jets. And I, I personally, I would take he, he could do Garrett Wilson or Traylon Burks or Jamison Williams. And I pointed out that you know while Garrett Wilson might be the guy for the Jets, he's also you know going to have to go up against Xavier Howard and Tre'Davious White 
and whoever Bill Belichick is throwing at him, you know, six out of this 17 games per year. And that doesn't, is not going to make life easy for a rookie, even if you've got a pedigree. So yeah, Howard, I have no problem with the, with the positioning there. And then Lattimore, same thing. I mean, he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. I think it's a little interesting when you start looking at your top four. Well, real because, quick, with Lattimore, yeah. with Lattimore, he's going to be playing in a totally revamped secondary this year. And I know you said that now that Dennis Allen's head coach, this might become more of a defensive team, but it really felt like they were making that movement over the past two years because Drew Brees was kind of uh, – we all saw Drew Brees in 2020. He could barely throw the ball 20 yards downfield, and that became kind of a defensive team. Last year with Jameis Winston, and Jameis gets injured. And they, I mean, we saw the games where they beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. They swept them because of how well their defense played. I mean, they shot out Tom Brady. Tom Brady doesn't ever get shut out. And so, uh, yeah, I think that that becomes – they go full defense. This is the year it's going to happen, and we said uh, they added our favorite player. You don't have the soundbite. Should I just do it? Tyron Matthew. Um so they added Tyron. We, uh, we, we had it for the safe, we for the safety podcast. I had to say Tyron Matthew a bunch of times. <laughs> and then obviously Marcus May also. So two new safeties back there um, who are both talented. So I think that uh, you know Marshawn Lattimore is going to be the captain of that secondary. Uh, and if that defense is going to be good, it's going to be because of him. Pretty sure and I'm now covering like that. But. Blood after killing a mosquito. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm with you there. Uh, looking at your all right, so the top four, I think it's interesting too. Now, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bash Patrick Walker for his list, but he does have Trayvon Diggs at number five uh, as a Cowboys homer. You know, I think that's interesting that you don't have him in your uh, in your top ten. J.C. Jackson, you guys both have at in the top five though. Monster year for him. You have him at number four. Um, of course, he got paid in the offseason because Belichick didn't want to franchise tag him or pay him, so he went to the Chargers. It right. seems reasonable. He should have a ton of success there. And then your top three, uh, Jair Alexander, A.J. Terrell at number two, and Jalen Ramsey at number one. Um, I think Packers fans will probably tweet you if they read your newsletter complaining that Terrell is two. But, man, I mean, what a pick by the Falcons. I, I thank God C.D. Lamb is good because if he wasn't, I would be getting roasted left and right by Falcons fans because I ripped. I mean, because I ripped the Falcons for taking Terrell over CD Lamb uh, at the time, and I mean, frankly, it doesn't look like a bad pick at all. Yeah, and real quick with Jair Alexander, uh, you know, same thing I yeah, said. I was just about... going to let you. I was going to let you ramble on the top four. Oh yeah, yeah. That's just uh... actually. I tell you what. Let's take a quick break, and okay. when we come back, Breach will discuss his top four. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. 
That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. I, I, know I'm not, I know I'm not supposed to talk about the commercials because it's an audio podcast too, but like if you're watching on YouTube, I mean, we are on a heater commercial run thanks to being you know part of the Paramount. You know, we work for Paramount. Um, and, uh, and you know, we have South Park commercials, South Park, the streaming wars, go check it out. It's live on Paramount plus, uh, also the, uh, that movie with Bob, um, uh, oh God, is it Bob Odenkirk? Yeah. No, no, no. With, uh, Brian Cranston, the lottery movie on there, like the Mar, like, uh, like Marge and Doug go large, Doug and Marge go large or whatever it is. It's fantastic. I watched it. It's awesome. I highly recommend it. Jerry anyway, Mark. Jerry and Marge Jerry go and Marge large. large. Yeah, gonna, really I want to see how many names you were going to come up with. Uh, yeah, you know what? My wife actually wants to watch that this weekend, so we probably will. Holiday check weekend, it out. get some extra time. Give us your top. Tell, tell me about your top four quarterbacks, Bree. All right, you know, so we talked about the ranking of Tre'Davious White and why he's down at seven. Part of that is because he's coming off an injury, and I think that some people. Might have Jair Alexander in their top two, which is fine. I obviously am not going to disagree with that. I don't think it's bad to have him at number three. He's a good corner, but same thing. You always have the injury consideration. It's not as big of a deal for me because it's not a leg injury that he's trying to bounce back from. I think that's a little bit more serious for a corner. Uh, he's dealing with a shoulder injury. So just because he missed 13 games last season, and he was kind of slow to get back. Um, uh, that is the only reason that he is there. Obviously, he came back and, and he did play in the playoffs, but I don't think we really got, you know, it was a snowy, cold game. We didn't really get, a, and, and the 49ers aren't a team that is, you know, yes, they have Debo Samuel, but they're running the ball with him. And, and that's not someone who's going to uh, scare the Packers. The 49ers offense is not one that is going to throw downfield in the snow in negative 20 degree weather. So Jair Alexander didn't really have to worry about that. Um, so I think that will be interesting. I do think that he will have another big season. I think JC Jackson is a guy is someone to watch here because look, Bill Belichick's defense completely revolves around having kind of a shutdown corner. We, we we've seen that he loves that. That's why the one time they went out and spent money with Stefan Gilmore. Uh, let's get him in here. They win a Super Bowl, And so is Jackson a product of playing in a Belichick defense, or is he just overall awesome? The Patriots were dumb for letting him go. I think that's going to be something uh, to watch. So is he going to take a step back? This is going to be a Malcolm Butler situation where as soon as he leaves New England, it, he just falls off the radar and is not great anymore. Um, <laughs> so we'll see with J.C. Jackson. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing because I was like out here like it, it was very still out here in Costa Rica. And uh, <laughs> my – my uh, my buddy who owns this Costa Rican uh, you know uh, getaway spot is uh, was was willing to bring me a fan out outside, and so it is now much cooler. So shout out to Car and uh, and you can see his his big giant deck behind me. 
uh, for, uh, for, for, for bringing the breeze because it's very still in Raleigh right now. We, we um, spare yeah. no expense on the Pick 6 podcast. Princeton has that, a fanboy right. who literally is bringing him fans <laughs> uh, and is in Costa Rica. Mate, uh, he's in, yeah. he's in Costa J- Rica, the, bunny ears. The, that's right. Uh, the J.C. Jackson thing, I agree with you completely, is really interesting. Um, you know, you have in L.A. this team that's so hyped up in – I, like I don't think that J.C. Jackson is going to be like he's 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 going to be asked to do a lot, and um, I'm not. I brought guys. I promise I'm not hammered. I, I wish I was hammered. I might get hammered. People in the chat are he's, he's recording outside. I, I, I'm sitting outside in like 85 degree weather. Like it's not like like I don't. I mean it's cool out here, but it's not like it's it's better than last week. I'll say that. Anyway, um, you look at that secondary and they've got J.C. Jackson. They got Bryce Callahan in the in the in the slot. Um, you know, they've got, uh, oh God, how am I blanking on, um, uh, Asante uh, Samuel Jr. And they got Derwin and, and Nasir Adderley, like back in the safety. Like, I don't think you would hope that he can make that, like that secondary should be good enough where it's not going to expose JC Jackson if he is a product of Belichick. But I would always be concerned if I'm somebody who is paying a former Patriot that Bill Belichick declined a franchise tag. Like now, I mean, like it worked out great for the Chiefs and, and Joe Tooney, um, you know, and J.C. Jackson. It, it's just like he sort of hung his hat on these uh, on you know, piling up interceptions, and those aren't always the sort of thing that you can guarantee consistency on a year-to-year basis. Right. Yeah, um, that's uh, that can be a struggle, and then obviously, you know, I think A.J. Terrell is probably one of the underrated guys just because he plays for the Falcons and not someone you get to hear about a lot and probably not someone that most people have seen a lot of because, you know, who's watching Falcons games? They were so bad last season and uh, people probably aren't going to watch much of them this season. But when you talk about uh, most of these guys are first round picks that panned out, which is just surprising. Uh, And, you know, he was the 16th overall pick in 2020 was good. His rookie year was even better. uh, His last year, last season, and it's it's really surprising because of how bad that defense is. It's really him just shutting down his side of the field. But if the Falcons had any other good defenders, that th- you would think that defense could be good. They ha- they have a good foundation with him, but you know nothing else. I mean the Falcons. I mean like I don't. I'm not trying to bash the Falcons. I mean they, but they are definitely one of the lesser rosters in the NFL right now. I mean, they, if you're, if you're ranking rosters, I think they're like unquestionably bottom five. Now uh, you could like Drake London. We don't, you know, he's a rookie. We don't know how it's going to pan out if he's going to be, um, you know, a, a foundational piece, but I think certainly you would take him right now just based on where they draft him and his production and his sort of, uh, you know, pedigree coming out of college. Um, Caleb McGarry, you're probably tossing in there. I don't, don't think they picked up the option on Lindstrom. Maybe I have that backwards. Kyle Pitts, obviously a foundational piece. But then on defense, like it's just AJ Terrell and Grady Jarrett. Yeah, but I mean, even Grady Jarrett was like drafted in 2015. I think he's awesome still. But you know, if you were if if you were if you were starting a franchise, you would you would want Grady Jarrett on there, but probably not at his cost and at his age. You know, it, it, you know what I'm saying? Like it wouldn't be shocking if they yeah. traded him midseason if, if if it worked out contractually. Um, and then first overall, look, I, I don't AJ Terrell, Jair Alexander, two and three, like they're both elite players. So I, I don't really have a problem with it. Um, Terrell is going to get real paid real soon, by the way. And uh, Jalen Ramsey, having anybody else at one would be kind of crazy because Ramsey's just freaking awesome. It is. And it's it's crazy how long he has 
sustain that success because look, you just lose a small step in the NFL and receivers are blowing by you. Like we saw Jamar Chase doing the Super Bowl against Ramsey. Um, but no, Jalen Ramsey. I, I, don't have a, I don't have a dunk button. I can't do anything for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> but Jalen Ramsey has been good for oh! so long. I mean, we're talking, what, his rookie year was 2016. Yeah. Uh, that Jacksonville defense in 2017 was one of the best of this century, one of the best since 2000. You probably top 15 maybe in NFL history. I mean, they were that. that right? I mean, they, they were that good. The, okay. Wade Portals was their quarterback that was the AFC title game. And they should have, the fumble that, should have been returned for a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Miles Jack, and it got called back because they said he was down, even though he wasn't down. And the Patriots hey, didn't get in the Super Bowl. By, by the way, I mean, you know, since uh, I, I I can bring this up to you, but not uh, – I would have probably wouldn't have done it if Patrick Walker was doing the show instead. Actually, I definitely would have done it because I'm, I'm a troll, even if um, – <laughs> Even if it's like somebody who likes the team on here is being like, like nice and taking time not to be the guest. Like, uh, if you're the um, if you're the uh, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, does it bother you that if you're a Cowboys fan, does it bother you that you could have gone Jalen Ramsey, Derrick Henry instead of Zeke Elliott and Jalen Smith? I mean, my God, do you have Jalen Ramsey and Derrick Henry on your roster right now as the Cowboys with that offensive line over the last few years? Yeah, I, I mean, it is crazy to think about, but there's always, you know, you can do that with every team where you just second guess, uh, look who got picked, taken after. But when you think about, like, the person taken right after, I do think that changes, it makes you feel almost a little more foolish because obviously Zeke Elliott was taken with the fourth overall pick in 2016 and Jalen Ramsey was taken with the very next pick at fifth overall. And that was when everyone was saying, don't take a running back in the first round. And if you do, certainly don't take one in the top half of the first round. Wait till the end of the first round. So no one thought taking a running back at fourth overall was a good idea. And in that sense, it was Jalen Ramsey's right there. And he was the undisputed best cornerback in that draft. And you know what? A lot of times, cornerbacks don't – when you're the undisputed best player in the draft, you don't always live up to the hype. And Jalen Ramsey has absolutely lived up to the hype. Yeah, and I'm not trying to like bash Zeke Elliott or anything like that because he lived up to that. Like he sort of he didn't justify the pick, but like the play, the way he played. You know, they went to the they won the division, and um, you know, with him and Dak playing so well their rookie year, and it's like, you know, Zeke was so Zeke was as Zeke was as advertised early on in his career. But the reality of drafting a running back that high is it's just simply a difficult position to sustain the level of play because of the wear and tear that you're getting. And you look at the guys drafted after him, Jalen Ramsey, Ronnie Stanley. I know he's hurt, but still, you know, an elite tackle. DeForest Buckner, Jack Conklin immediately afterwards. I mean, that's a bunch of good dudes. And then, of course, Laramie Tunsil, who's been elite as well, and only fell because of the gas mask bong thing. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a good list, Breach. Uh, if I'm trying to think if Patrick had anybody. A.J. Terrell at nine is way too low. For him on you his know, list. I, well, I was looking at his list, and I think the only I'm not like I don't hate he had Kenny Moore on the list. I, I you know, Kenny Moore would have been in my top 12. Trey Diggs would have been in my top 15. Uh, you know, obviously he had, Diggs had all the picks, but like he like I mean he was a coverage liability. Burn a few times. Yeah, yeah, there was just I mean, he had an up and down rookie year. His highs were really high and his lows were really low. Um, but he, he's Diggs, Diggs ranked 80th and 80th on, on PFF's rankings, uh 65th. Um, on a uh, on a uh, in terms of coverage, I mean, he ranked below. Was he even the highest ranked Dallas? Uh, probably not. <laughs> Anywho, uh, carry well, on. You know what? Like we said, this is me putting a Bengals. But Patrick is a Cowboys guy, and he he has digs at five. 
Uh, and, it, you know, like we said, Diggs had a huge, as far as interceptions go, had a huge, huge, huge rookie season in that category. Um, but other than that, you know, I feel like the list, his list was pretty solid. Uh, maybe you switch, who would you do? Switch AJ Terrell and Denzel Ward? Uh, I would definitely have Terrell on his list. He had him at nine. I mean, I'm not putting Terrell. I, I mean, I just, I'm not putting, I, I mean, I'm moving Terrell and Trayvon Diggs. I'm moving Diggs down. Terrell up, Tredavious White up too. Uh, I, I don't think anybody is taking, um, like, I, I don't think anybody's taking Trayvon Diggs as good as he was last year in terms of intercepting the ball. And as good, you know, he's tons of upside. I don't think anybody's taking him over Tredavious White, assuming yeah, Tredavious White is back and healthy. It's also hard to rank players coming off their rookie season. Uh, we'll talk about the kickers next week. Uh, and I had to rank Evan McPherson. Do you put him in the top 10? You know, and we'll find out next week. But it's just when they only have well, and, and how, who's you John Breach's number? Who's John Breach's number one kicker? Let me tune in to find out who is ahead of Justin Tucker. Um, <laughs> but that's how you kind of feel about uh, Trey Diggs here. Is that if he, even if he gets better, there's no way he's going to match his interception total from this past season. I mean, it's almost borderline impossible. And so just because there is some luck involved interceptions, not just your playmaking ability. And just because he has few interceptions, it doesn't mean he's going to be worse next season. So, and he's got a lot of room for improvement. Um, yeah. So I think he can definitely be better in his second year. And, uh, you know, maybe he will crack this top 10 list someday. Entirely possible. All right. That'll do it for the quarterback show. I've got one more. We got one more live YouTube show to do with me sitting out here in Costa Rica. Two John Breach. So if you're if you're hanging out on the YouTube channel, uh, I don't know how you hang on the YouTube channel. Anyway, there's going to be a new show that pops up in a second. We're doing mailbag. It'll be released in audio form on Monday. But I'm going to go make myself a cocktail, and uh, in my red solo cup because I'm out of water now. And then uh, and then uh, we'll be uh, we'll be back for the second show, or the, another live show in a few minutes. If you're listening to it, check it out on Monday. Um, and if you're listening to the podcast on Friday. Have a great holiday weekend. Talk to you guys in a little bit. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.